Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. Esther and her family are getting ready for dinner when Esther's brother tells her some surprising news, but asks her not to tell their mom. After they eat dinner and clean up, they get out the book to continue where they left off. Gimbal, Selena, and Avara have met up and are making plans about what to do next. First thing they are going to do is rest. Gimbal heads to the inn where he has a room to himself and a bath with nice hot water. He cleans up and heads off to bed, planning on meeting Selena and Avara the next day to eat and talk. The Magical Book of Dreams, Part 9 Oh, my kingdom, you have a mess on your face, Esther's mother said to Esther's little brother. Off you go to wash your face, and don't forget to wash your hands, too. I am still extremely starving, he said from the bathroom. Dinner will be ready soon. Esther, Please help me carry the iron pot to the table. We are having hot pot tonight, and that pot seems to get heavier each and every year. I should wash my hands as well, Esther said after placing the pot with a heavy thump. Walking into the washroom, Esther saw her little brother making a mess, with water spread all over the floor. Squirt! Did you get any of that water on your face? It looks like it rained in here, Esther said, with a look of surprise. She wasn't surprised because he always made a mess. You are exaggerating again, he replied. You will never guess what. What, Squirt? I got 100 on my arithmetic exam, but don't tell Mother. She'll make me take more academics next year if she knows I have great math skills. You got that score without bribing the teacher with candy? Esther said jokingly. Of course. I'm smarter than you. All you can do is read that silly old book. When I am your age, that book will be easy for me. Okay, okay, I was just joking. Why don't you want to take more academics? If you do well in a certain discipline, you should continue studying to see where it takes you. Working with the town elders at the Knowledge Pavilion would be better than tilling the fields outside of town. That work is hard. But unlike you, I like to grow things. And the elders say it's an essential job for the town. If we didn't have growers and gardeners, we would be limited in what we can eat. That is true, Squirt. You still have time, so don't make any hasty decisions. And I won't tell Mother, but you really should. She will be proud to hear how well you are doing. Now off you go. It's my turn to wash up. You should help Mother set the table for dinner. She made hot pot. As Esther washed her hands, she looked at herself in the mirror. 
she and her little brother were very different. He was much more like mother than I was, she thought. He was smart and dependable, or as dependable as a young boy could be. He didn't feel the draw of the outside kingdom like she did, like father had. Her mother's bellowing voice broke her reverie. Hurry up, Esther. We are waiting for you to come to the table. Your brother is so anxious to eat that his arms are fluttering like the wings of a dragon. Coming, Esther said. Dinner was as delicious as always, a skill that Esther's mother had developed over her lifetime. If her brother's destiny was to grow the food, then Esther's mother's was to prepare it. The base of the hot pot was creamy milk that the goats so graciously provided. The milk gave the food a slightly sweet flavor, balanced by the heat of spicy peppers from outside of Shirewood, one of the imports that we don't always talk about. There was also a mix of spices that Esther's mother would never tell the combination of. Her recipes were always a great secret. The stew was thick and had all kinds of chewy vegetables and fruits from their very own garden. The pot itself had been in the family for generations. It was, no doubt, infused with flavors from Esther's grandmother's grandmother. After dinner, Esther helped her mother clean up while her brother studied for school. After tea was made, they all sat at the table again, silently waiting for someone to say anything. Finished my homework, Esther's brother said loudly as he slammed his book closed. Are we going to read from that silly book again? He asked. Yes. Bring it out of your bag, Esther, and open it to where we left off last night. I suggest we keep it short, as we all seem to be more tired than usual. I'm not tired. I am as awake as a dragon freshly awakened from its slumber after a dozen turns of deep sleep, Esther's brother said as he let out a big yawn. Yeah, right, Squirt, Esther said. Let's keep it short, Esther, her mother said, sipping her hot tea, whose rising steam also seemed to be waiting to listen to what came next. Esther opened the book to where they left off before and started. After a delicious dinner with Selena and Avara, I excused myself for the evening and left them to talk. No doubt they would continue into the wee hours of the night. Avara had booked our rooms at a nearby inn. This would be the first time I had a room to myself for many nights, and it felt good to spend some time alone to gather my thoughts about the journey ahead. Perhaps, most importantly, this room had its own tub, which meant I could bathe and wash off ages of dust from my bones. 
I would have liked to stay with Selena and Avara to share tales of our travels, but though I didn't want to admit it to them, I was drained and needed a rest. We agreed to meet again the next day for breakfast or lunch, depending on how well we all slept. I awoke the next day too late for breakfast, so I decided to walk around the market to see if I could buy something that could satisfy the loud rumbling in my stomach. I felt good, rested and ready to tackle the day. The market was busy and noisy with laughter, strange and wonderful music, and whispers from fairies performing magic. As I walked past the various stalls, the smells of various foods, a blend of sweet and savory aromas, caused my stomach to make so much noise, I thought the people beside me could hear it above all the market's sounds. The market was wonderful, featuring a wide array of colors with ornate stalls adorned with shimmering fabrics, woven tapestries, and hanging floral arrangements. Light see-through canopies overhead formed a beautiful ceiling, casting a soft and enchanting glow on the stalls below. If I wasn't so hungry, I might have wanted to just stand there taking it all in. But I was guided by my stomach and the smell of distant baked bread. As I navigated the crowds, I noticed the diverse array of creatures visiting the market. Gnomes wearing strange pointed hats scurried about, books in hand, like they were waiting for someone to ask them a question. Fairies flitted through the air, their translucent wings sparkling in the sunlight. Unicorns trotted about gracefully, somehow not causing any accidents, despite their size and speed. The aroma of freshly baked bread wafted through the air again, drawing me further into the heart of the market. I followed the scent my mouth watering in anticipation of satisfying my stomach's hunger. The stalls in this part of the market were laden with fruits from all over the kingdom, their colors vivid and their scents sweet. There are sparkling platters of dragon fruit, their vibrant pink flesh speckled with black seeds, and succulent lychees with their delicate, translucent skin. Finally, I arrive at a large stall with a large stone oven and order a plate of various breads filled with meat and fruit. I feel like I am in heaven. I walk slower now, eating as I go. At one corner of the market, I find a stall adorned with golden lanterns where a kind gnome prepares potions and elixirs. Her cauldron bubbles and emits fragrant mists that curl around the air. I approach her, curious to see what magical concoctions she has to offer. She smiles warmly, 
her eyes twinkling with secrets and wisdom as she presents a potion shimmering with a bright glow. This, she said, is a potion of enchanted soup made from the rarest ingredients found in all the kingdom. Thirsty from eating bread, I take a sip. My taste buds explode with flavors I've never experienced. A strange combination of starlight and wild mushrooms with a hint of sweet nectar from flower petals. It was very rich, and though interesting, I declined an offer of more. In the distance, I see Selena and Avara, and though I have just finished eating, I walk toward them to see what their plans for lunch might be. During my walk around the market, I have decided that I will soon continue my journey onward to the town elder tree where I hope I will be able to acquire a map that will lead me to my ultimate destination, the Unknown Realm. Selena and Avara, I hope you both slept well, I said. Is that you, Gimble? You are almost unrecognizable after washing off years of grime. I had no idea your hair was brown, Selena said jokingly. Yes, the bathtub served me well. It made me tired. It was a great effort to make me feel human again. Better than feeling like a dragon, Avara said. Unless you are a dragon, Selena added. Speaking of dragons, I see a dragon flying down to the market. I asked the dragons to send help, but I wasn't expecting one to arrive so soon and not with a young bear on its back. Please excuse me while I go and greet them, Avara said as she quickly walked over to where a handsome young dragon had landed with a passenger on its back. Have you decided what you will do next, Selena asked? I'm sure you could be of use to the community here if you wanted to stay. Not just in nursing all the sick or as a healer, but... Well, a person of your experience must be valuable in some way. Ha <laughs> ha, you mean a person of my age, Gimble said, pretending to be annoyed. Well, I hoped I could convince you both to have lunch with me. Then, if Avara has the map, I thought I would continue on my way to Elder Tree in hopes of finding a map that would guide me to the Unknown Realm. Oh, Avara didn't tell you? The map she has not only shows a route to Elder Tree, but also to Shirewood, where there is a portal that will transport you to the Unknown Realm. After a short talk with the dragon and small bear, I watched as Avara walked back to where we were standing with a golden map that glowed in the noon light in her hand. The candle on the table started to go out, which prompted Esther's mother to say, I think we should stop there and go to bed. As the light went down, the book itself seemed to glow. Esther had glanced through the book many times, 
but had not noticed that slipped inside the back cover were pages of golden color. Do you see this, Mother? Esther asked. Could it be the map? I think it's best I hold on to the book tonight, she said. But Mother, you promised, Esther said, starting to get upset. And I will keep my promise. But we all need a good night's sleep, or two. And I know that if you have this book in your room, sleep will be the last thing on your mind. You two are always so serious. I'm tired, glowing book or not. So I am going to bed, Esther's young brother said as he got up from the table. I need my sleep. Ah, you are too smart for your own good, Squirt, Esther said, as she too went off to bed. And that is the end of this part. Good night. Sleep tight.